Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Low and Zo Show. But the interesting thing about today's episode is that there's no low. But in fact, I'm going to be introducing you to Lowe's quantum man, Lowe's partner, Eric. And this is actually the first time that I'm getting to e-meet Eric. We were we were on Zoom chatting a little bit beforehand, but this is going to be super special because I have you know, known low for how many years now, like eight, nine years, maybe. And she's always talked to me about her quantum man and likewise myself. And the fact that I'm sitting here with you right now, Eric, it's just so, so cool. It's like, um, you know, a dream being made manifest. And I just, I know that you two have such a beautiful and sacred and special relationship. And I'm just so so grateful to witness that unfolding in Lowe's life and to finally meet you today. So thank you for sitting down with me and being open to this experience, this interview as you get to, as I get to know you and you get to know our audience and introduce yourself in this way. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it is, it's, it's kind of actually surreal to be doing this with you because I've, you know, since I met Lowe, I've watched and seen your guys work and, um, it just feels, I mean, Quantum Man is a big title to live up yeah. to, but it's one, it's one, it's one that I love doing and it feels good. It feels good to be called that. So yeah, I'm super happy to be here. Very stoked. Very excited. Yeah. I'm glad you feel good being called that. I hope that's okay. It's just like <laughs> totally. this rain, but it's, um, you know, Quantum Man, it sounds like a superhero in ways. And um, I know that you- That's right up my alley. Yeah. That's yeah. up my alley. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Right up your alley. And we'll get into that. Um, before we get into this interview with Eric today, I just wanted to let you all know, all of those of you listening, that Lo and I have a special promotion going on for the Quantum Creators course right now, which is 50% off with the code quantum. So if the quantum creators course has been in your field, if you're ready to manifest your quantum man, <laughs> then the time is now. And there'll be a link for that down below. So that's code quantum at checkout and you guys can get 50% off. And there's just incredible. There's like over 40 hours of bonus content, Q and A's, you have access to all future live rounds. Uh, there's such an incredible community. We've had hundreds of people through the course. And if you're feeling the call, this is your invitation. And without further ado, let's dive right in. Eric, I would love it if you you could take some time to introduce yourself to us today. Sure. Yeah. So like I said, it's really awesome to be here. My name is Eric and I am Lowe's Quantum Man. That is the title. I'm going with it. I'm rolling with it. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been following you guys ever since I met Lowe and since I met you as well. And uh, you know, I am what I do for a living is I, I'm a personal trainer. I have my own personal training business. Um, and I am a personal trainer that specializes just in first responders, uh, which is actually funny because, you know, a big part of that is, you know, they are our everyday heroes, our real life superheroes. So the work that I do with them and the work that I do with myself and now this whole quantum man thing, it's just this whole, it's this whole sphere of like heroicness and I'm liking it. I'm here for it. So <laughs> Yes. But that's that's what I do. That's that's my career. That's what I focus on. Um, and, uh, you know, as a segue, I guess I'm going to say that that was probably the one thing that Lo and I connected off on right off the bat, which is the fact that we were both entrepreneurs. That was like a huge starting point in our first conversation. So that's uh, that's what I'll start with in terms of my intro. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. Well, I love the theme of heroicness and also entre entrepreneurial like spirit. That's so, so powerful. And I think like being an entrepreneur, as, as you know yourself, like there's there's always going to be pivots and being open to change and growth and evolution in such a way. And I, I mean, I know for myself on the entrepreneurial journey, it's been such a beautiful journey of just like getting to know myself on deeper levels and being able to hold myself and take care of myself. And I feel like eventually that that leads to finding another person in this life who can match that energetic frequency, who also knows how to hold themselves and carry themselves. And from what I've learned about your and Lowe's relationship is that you both are incredibly communicative and like listen to each other on deep levels. And I feel like... Um, yeah, or I guess if I have a question here, it's like, 
how has your journey as an entrepreneur supported you in being where you are at now, able to have such a conscious, beautiful relationship in your life? That's a good question. Actually, I was I was going to go into that as you were just speaking. So you totally we're on the same wavelength here. Um, yeah. I was going to say that, you know, being an entrepreneur is it's basically you're driving down a road and it's constant course corrections. Right. That's essentially what mm-hmm. it is. But when you are making those course corrections and you're making those adjustments, there is a ton of character building in that. And, you know, there's a lot of ways in life in which you can build your character. But something about that, that entrepreneurial path that requires you to look inward, do the hard decisions, you know, think outside of the box, all of those things that I've learned, all of the character building I've done through that can be directly correlated to having relationships. Because as an entrepreneur, that's what you do. You build relationships. When you think about it at the baseline, it's, it's really no different whether it's a romantic relationship or a business relationship or a friendship relationship. It's They all have the same baseline of you have to be able to, A, look inside yourself and do self-analysis and then be able to communicate. So all the time that I've spent being an entrepreneur and making decisions and reflecting It is directly correlated to, okay, here's the type of relationship that I want in business and I want it to be this bountiful and this beautiful. The rules still apply to if you're dating somebody. So it's really just about the character building. That would be my answer. Oh, I love that. Thanks for sharing that, Eric. And it just, um, it just reminds me of how everybody's journey is so unique, but through your journey, through all of those course corrections, you'll always be getting exactly what you need to get to the place that is ultimately meant for you and that allows miracles to unfold that allows the right connections the right the people um place and timing to come into place so i mean that being said how did you meet lo i mean i kind of know a little bit of this story but i'd love to hear it from you and i'd love um if you feel comfortable to share it um here today with the, with the audience with our community absolutely Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, the the thing that I want to say first before I get into the story is that I think any outcome that you end up in life and where you end up, a lot of times people will will sort of chalk it up to say one thing or one instance or one decision they made. But I never think that that's the truth. I mean, I feel like everything in life is an equation. So it's little pieces of everything, decisions you made, the right timing, you know, things that have happened to you, lessons you've learned, they all sort of accumulate into one into one equation that, you know, shows you where you've ended up. But with that said, um, so I met Lo, it's funny, I never call her Lo, but now that we're on the show, it's like, now I'm calling her because (laughs) you're calling her. (laughs) So Lauren, um, so I met her online. I met her on Hinge and online dating was, um, I had never been into it, never got into it. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and say that I was like a stick before and I was too good for it or whatever, but I am a very... I'm an old, I'm a very old school man. I'm a classical man. And uh, I just, I preferred to always meet people in person, one-on-one, you know, you're in the same room as them, you get the vibe. Um, And then I think like a lot of other people, COVID happened because it happened to everybody. And I think everyone went through this chapter where we were really just longing for connection, right? So many of us were isolated. We, We didn't have any, anybody to go out and see or anything to do. Um, and so, you know, I did, I hopped on there, but before I actually hopped on hinge, I had done a lot. I'd say I did almost a year's worth of solid self-work where I didn't do any dating, didn't speak to anybody in a romantic sense, nothing like that. Um, you know, for more or less, I had been through the ringer a few times of, of rough relationships and bad choices and things like that. And, um, I knew that if I was going to do something again, especially at my age, you know, being mid thirties and wanting something different in life, you got to start with yourself. So I I did a lot of self-reflection, did a lot of work, journaling, lots of reading, hours and hours in the library, just chilling out, reading self-help books, things like that. And it was amazing. It's fantastic. Lo has probably told you once or twice that I spend time in the library. It's like my favorite place. So (laughs) Um, so yeah, I said, if I'm going to jump on, I'm going to make sure that I'm in the right place to do so. And I was, so I hopped on and uh, I promise this story gets much more exciting and entertaining. I promise. Um, it's already very so entertaining, Eric. On. I'm like sitting here. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, right. my face. If, I'm so happy. Yeah. If anything, I don't want to be like, 
I don't know how many how many men you've had on your podcast, but I don't want to be like the one boring guy where it's like, okay, let's just speed this up. Let's hit the the advanced 30 second button. I don't want to be that guy. No. So <laughs> um so it's actually funny because I was on there for a little while. I met some people, went out for a few coffee dates, something like that. And it's so funny because it's almost like a slight, like missed my chance type of story. I was the office that I'm in right now. I was laying on the floor on my yoga mat. I had just done yoga, but it was like two in the morning. And I was just like thinking, uh, oh, you know, I don't even know why I'm on this app. This is just kind of a waste of time or whatever. And I'm swiping, but as I'm swiping and checking things out, my eyes are getting real heavy and I'm getting real tired because it's like two in the morning. And I come across Lauren's profile and I'm looking and I'm just like, oh, you know, these answers are so straight up. You know, she likes passion and entrepreneurship. She wants someone who just is passionate about something, enthusiasm. And, you know, she has some videos up and I think, I think there might've been a photo of you guys or a small clip of you. I'm not sure. I think there was though, if I'm not mistaken. And um, so I'm looking and then all of a sudden time goes by and I wake up and I realized that I had fallen asleep looking at her profile and my phone like fell on my face. It did that thing where, you know, your phone falls on your face and you, you jolt yourself awake. But I was funny enough on hand, you can give like digital roses if you like really like somebody. So I was going to give her the rose. And then when I woke up really realizing my phone had fallen on my face, I was like mortified. Cause I was like, Oh my God, did I miss it? Like, what if it fell on my face and it went reject? And I was like, oh my God, no. So like I turned on my phone right away and it was still just on the screen of her profile. And I was like, okay, let's not make this happen again. So I just hit the rose thing and then put the phone down and fell back asleep. And I was like, let's see what happens in the morning. And then in the morning I had a connection and I was <gasps> like, oh, here, the stars aligned. My face didn't swipe left or whatever it is. <laughs> so that's how I originally got my notification out to her. That's that's the story. Wow. I love this for so many reasons, just because like, you know, the universe is always aligning things. You can't make a mistake. What's meant for you can't miss you. And it's like, you know, right. you very well could have fallen asleep. It could have fallen on your face the wrong way, but it's like, no, the universe like knew to align this in, in its divine orchestration. And that's what my first no, thought when I woke up, sorry, my first thought when I woke up was I didn't, I didn't, you didn't even get the last name on Hinge. So I'm like, how am I going to find this person in case I like rejected or whatever it was, right? Yeah. So I was like super stoked when I saw it was still there. And little did I know, you know, a year and a bit later, I'm sitting with her best friend on a podcast. So it all worked out. It all worked out. And it's like straight out of a movie. I can just imagine like this scene of like, you're doing yoga. It's like 2 a.m. You're like, what am I doing on this app? And then, oh my gosh, yeah. this is someone really amazing. And then, it, you know, falls on your face. Oh my gosh, you got to send the rose. And, you know, here we are now. <laughs> I, I love it. I love this. It's yeah. just, yeah, so divine. So you guys connected and you were chatting. And I know like, um, I like, did you come down to Toronto to meet Lo at first? Or how did... How did the first date happen? So I think it was about, uh, I think we would be, had been talking for, I'm going to say like two weeks. I think it was two mm -hmm. weeks just texting. Um, I think after like a, a week and a half or no, I think it was after the two week mark, we, we left Hinge and just started texting normally. Um, and then I accidentally deleted our connection on Hinge, which was a whole long running joke that's still haunts me but that's fine we can talk about that later <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and uh I think it was yeah like a week and a half to two weeks before I said hey like do you want to have a phone call because these are great conversations but there is there's a definite energy that you don't get obviously just through text you can't understand someone's inflections or their mood or whatever you need to hear their voice and you got to hear their reactions to things and stuff right so I definitely wanted to hop on a call um, and our first conversation, I think we chatted for like an hour and 47 minutes or something like that, which was well beyond anybody else that I had had a conversation with on the app. Um, and I totally lost track of time when we were talking, which was fantastic. And it was, uh, it was just such instant, like natural conversation. Like, I don't even want to just use the word chemistry, but just natural sort of like non nerve wracking conversation. Uh, which was really great. And then a little bit more time went by um, and I had had some work that I was scheduled to do down in Toronto. Uh, I was like on a Thursday and um, 
uh, it was fitness related. I was going down to do some like ergonomic work and stuff like that. And I just said, Hey, you know, I'm in, I'm in town. I have this thing. I'm doing this fitness stuff. Uh, once I'm done, do you want to meet for, you know, lunch or, uh, like a, an evening, like early evening, uh, sort of lunch dinner thing. Um, and then she said, yes, she said, oh yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. And, uh, the original idea was to go to like a copper branch, but it was like in the underground food court. And it's like, who wants to meet in an underground food court? That's like dark. It's like the bat cave. Like, why well, do you want, you don't want to have your first date there. So we ended up switching it to, uh, something else and, and that was it. It was it was uh, it was a fantastic, comfortable first. I say comfortable because the conversation was good, but like internally, you're like shaking and stuff. So, but it was good. That's it. It was as simple as just meeting for lunch after work in Toronto. Amazing. Oh well, thank you for sharing that with of me, course. Eric, and and like all of us. I just think it's so. Um... It's so special to hear like the unfolding from your side from like Hinge and then coming to that first date and like for the first phone conversation, because obviously I heard about this from from Lo as it was like going down um, yeah. just over a year ago. But it's just special to to hear about the unfolding, the bridge of incidents, I suppose, is what we refer to it on the Lo and Zo show from your side. So I listened to that episode. I heard that podcast. <laughs> I, I mentioned that to, to Lauren once. I was like, something happened in the day and I had mentioned something to her and I said, bridge of incidents. And then she just responded with something like, you're saying all the right words, Critch, or something like that. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. The, the bridge of incidents is, yeah, our, our terminology. I, I love that that, you know, resonated with you or, or that it clicked for you in ways. So you've listened to the Lo and Zo show. Have you, Eric? Uh, yeah, actually, as as I'm going to say, as soon as I possibly could, once we started finding each other, like on Instagram and stuff, which hmm. apparently she was doing a lot more of the hunting before I was to find the Instagrams and the, the all the socials and stuff. But yeah. once I found, you know, once once I had her Instagram and I saw the Lo and Zosha and I saw that she had a podcast, um, to me, you know, even going outside of Lo, um, seeing people work so hard and seeing people's attention to detail and how I'm going to say classy they are with their business, which is what you two ladies are. It was so, it just drew me in right away because that's the kind of quality in, in someone and a lady that I have always appreciated. So your guys professionalism and just how you presented things drew me in so fast. And because I was interested in Lauren, not just romantically, but what she did as a person, I was like, I'm going to hop right on this and start listening. So it was pretty early on that I started listening to her show and then the both of you together. Um, and even if I wasn't dating Lauren, um, I still would because my mindset is very similar to you guys. And the way you present your work is it's so professional, but it's so wholesome and it's so smart and it's very professional. And I just, I think you ladies do an amazing job for sure. Oh. So. Thank you, Eric. Well, I'm so happy that you're a guest here today <laughs> after being a listener in that way. And um, yeah, I love what you said about just, um, you know, of course, being romantically interested in Lauren, but then also just taking an interest in who she is as a person. And I think that's such a key place to get to, like when it comes to being ready at that time in your life for conscious relationship, conscious partnership, because of course, there's always going to be like, romance and lust and things like that but not letting it be the distractor from like this is the opportunity to truly get to know another human being who has entered my reality so I love just like hearing that um hearing that be expressed through you of like you know of course there's there's romance and connection in that way but I just wanted to get to know her on this much deeper right. level and I think that comes with maturity of relationships of just really seeing you know, are our hearts aligned? Are our values aligned? Is our vision for the future aligned in the way that we move through life aligned? And um, of course, there was that connection with entrepreneurship. But when it comes to values, how do you feel like um, you navigated that with Lauren, if you feel comfortable sharing of like what your values are and how you got to know that you're aligned in that way? Yeah, for sure. Actually, that's that's something that I have actually shared with other people. Uh, in the past when they've asked me about like, you know, my first few instances getting to know Lauren. Um, and one of the things that sort of grasped me right away was in our first phone call conversation. I think we were only like 20 minutes in, maybe not even. And one of the first things that she asked me was, um, 
you know, what do you really value in life? And what, what uh, you know, what means a lot to you? Tell me something. One of the first questions she asked was, you know, tell me something that really like sort of went astray or went south uh, and how it made you feel. And, you know, for a 15 minute conversation or into 15 minutes uh, from someone you met off and hinged, a lot of people might be like, okay, whoa, you know, heaviness, like let's, let's talk about our favorite colors first. But for me, I was like, I was like, that is exactly what I needed because her and I, the other thing that we matched on was a sense of sip, skipping the small stuff, right? And small talk is great. And I think that was even on her profile that, you know, she didn't really like small talk. She wants to talk about something that's meaningful. Um, and that really can actually bring connection. And that's what she did. She hopped into that like 15 minutes in and it was received a thousand and ten percent by me because if she hadn't have done it, I would have done that. So it really meant a lot to sort of dive into the real personal questions, but in a respectful way, like really early. Did that answer your question? I feel, or did I? Yes. And I love that. Of (laughs) course. Like, I mean, especially like thinking about what you shared about taking a year to really get to know yourself on that deep level and do a lot of personal work. And I know that Lo has always been on that journey as, as well. And it's like, you know, you, you gain the clarity within yourself to be able to communicate in these deeper ways and go, you know, like skip over the small talk and go right towards the depth of what's truly important to you, what's on your heart to share with this person and learning about how you both have navigated this journey of life, the good times, the bad, the the struggles, the the triumphs. And you learn a lot from a person by hearing about those stories. So I love that that's where your conversation went. And like, I mean, of course, Lo took it like, you know, because I know Lo so well, of course, Lo took it there like so fast. And I I love that. And I love how you were fully able to receive that. So special. Yeah. And you know what? It was just it it was in simple terms. It was us both connecting on a really simple thought of. I don't want to waste any time. We're both in the position where it's like, let's not waste time. We both don't want to play any games. And the thing is, it's like it's not it's it's not just as simple as oh, I happen to meet someone that felt the same in that regard. It's like I mentioned earlier, it's an equation of things, you know, yes, the timing was right. I met Lauren, who is somebody who also felt the same way about that, but I wouldn't have been in that mindset to do that if I hadn't spent the year, you know, or so reflecting, getting to know myself, doing the self-work, you know, making the decisions that I made to even try, you know, the app, making the decision to do 2 a.m. yoga on my floor, like all those things added together right? To make it. So it's, it's, it's not just as simple as chance. And the mm-hmm. fact that I ran into Lauren who felt that way, I had to be ready for that. I had to be ready for someone to just 15 minutes and say, tell me this big thing, answer it, go. If it had been a year ago, I might not have been ready for that. So it's, it's a little bit of a bunch of pieces. Yeah. Okay. I love this. And I feel like where I want to go next with this is what did you what did you do? How did your life change? What were your practices or your tools that you started to incorporate into your life in this year, let's say, of getting to know yourself on a deeper level? And I mean, I love how you mentioned yoga and, and yoga at like 2 a.m. because that's like, you know, connecting with the body in a deeper way. But what do you feel like um, really supported you in nurturing and creating this space of openness for a relationship by getting to know yourself on a much deeper level? I'm going to say, and this might be a cliche answer, but for me, a lot of it actually was the journaling that I did. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just journaling thoughts. It was, um, you know, anytime that I read any sort of self-help book or any sort of uh, philosophy-based book or anything like that, or even after I did yoga, a lot of the things that I would write down um, were more or less conversations that I was having with myself, Mm -hmm. almost like doing instead of a verbal mind dump, I was doing it into a book. I would write down here's what I did today. And then I'd write down a question like, well, Eric, why did you do that? Why did you think that? Why did you, why did you say that out loud? And then I would answer myself in the book, right? It's like, I was literally having a conversation with myself and, you know, self-talk or self-conversation can lead you to a lot of places for good or bad. They just happen to lead me to the good because I was, you know, funneling in with all of the good things I could find. Um, it just really helped me sift through, uh, you know, a lot of the junk, if you will. So doing a lot of journaling that was conversation with myself 
Um, and then as hard as it was during that time too, uh, physically taking care of myself, I did probably more yoga in that one year of, you know, self rehabilitation, if you will, or self learning. Uh, and I've been doing yoga for years because I absolutely love it. Um, but I probably did more then than I did any other year, just because it was so it's great for putting yourself in tune, right. And in, in check you can focus and physically too, right. The more phys physically relaxed you feel that does translate up into your nervous system and into your brain, which is going to make you more relaxed. So you can think better thoughts clearly. Right. So it was a combination of those things, but yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the self conversations in the journal was probably, probably the number one thing. Like I wrote open letters to people, mm -hmm. but didn't send them obviously. Right. I did a lot of that. And you've probably heard people like, Jay Shetty and you know people talk about things like that um I did a lot of that and that helped a ton writing letters but not sending them and then mm -hmm. sifting through them themselves yeah that's so powerful thank you so much for sharing that that Eric and I mean I love journaling as a tool it's something I personally do every single day I have done it for years and years and years it, it's so simple and so profound and so powerful, especially when you just let yourself stream of consciousness, right? Like it sounds like you did or like tend to your own needs of I feel like I need to express something to someone, even though I don't need to like send this or like have a conversation, I can provide myself with that type of closure or that type of expression of, you know, getting this emotion or getting these, these feelings or these narratives out of my body out of my being and then creating in that creating such a beautiful sanctuary within your own being like one one of love, one uncon of unconditional love, so you can actually hold space for love in your life, Absolutely. and in that same in that same way, be attracting someone who is doing that work as well with inside of themselves. Just like I mean, I'm I know like of course low, <laughs> of course low is always like doing that that work, but it's like I see it. I I love learning about your side of things and like the journey that led up to to meeting low and being with low because it's like, yeah, like that is the work. It's truly getting to know yourself and cleaning and clearing out. I mean, the, the clutter for lack of a better term of like minimalism turns, but it's like cleaning yeah. your, your being out of anything that's not in alignment with unconditional love. Absolutely. And, and, you know, what you were just saying there too, is there's one little other aspect that I think was slightly different coming from my side um, and uh, which I think you'll probably, you'll probably re not relate to this, but I think you'll understand too with the work that you do is that when you see a lot of this self-work and a lot of this reflection and things like journaling and quote unquote healing, um, I think even in this day and age, it's still a little bit different when you do these things and openly talk about them, say as a man, right? Unfortunately, the world still puts like, Here's how ladies do self-help or reflection. And here's how a man does it. And here's how much they talk about it versus here's how much they talk about it. And at the end of the day, that shouldn't matter at all. Like gender has nothing to do with healing and self-growth. It's just all work and everybody should be able to do it. But for some reason, there's still a little bit of like, you know, that stigma out there like, oh, what are you doing, bro? You can't come out and do this one thing because you're writing in your book. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I can't come out, bro, because I'm writing in my book. Like, mm -hmm. but there's still that little bit. So again, it shouldn't be any different, but there's that little bit of a, a different angle that I'm just pointing out because I'm not sure how many gentlemen listen to your podcast or how many, you know, men have been on the podcast. Um, but uh, just for even the ladies who visit your podcast to hear that, like, there are men out there that think and feel exactly the same as you do in terms of self-healing and whatnot. And it's really not different from gender to gender. It's just the world still has a funny way of looking at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to, yeah, just like breathe into that space that is releasing the stigma because it is so important. Like, and, and I think, like for me personally, I look for those qualities or or um just awareness in another, especially like in the masculine, because it's like I I want to know that they have a practice that is inwards facing, that is introspective in nature. And we notice it, you know, we actually like 
as women too, we, we want to hear those things. It's actually like for any, for any men listening, it's actually very attractive. It's actually very magnetic to us. And, um, and yeah, it is what we look for because we want to know that you are in tune with yourself because that then that to me implies that you have the capacity to have conscious communication with another because you're aware of your feelings, your emotions, you have an understanding of them. It's not something that you're suppressing or or bypassing in nature. You're checking in with yourself on that level and tending Absolutely. to your needs. And like awareness is like, that is the number one key word too. And again, more often than not, what you see is, is men who are trying to do this work, their self-help or their, their, you know, again, I'll say rehabilitation is like just going to the gym and slamming weights, which is amazing because obviously that's awesome. And, you know, or going to things like martial arts, which obviously that's what I do too, but those are those are external outlets for healing, right? You also have to have internal outlets or, or soft outlets and things like yoga and journaling and, you know, meditative practices, those are softer outlets. And again, like I said, I still feel like the majority of men don't focus on that stuff as much as they should. And they should, and someone like yourself or ladies who really focus on those soft skills are going to notice it. Like you said, right. Um, because that energy is strong. And when, when, when you're in that, in that space and you're in that self growth, growth space, it's it, that energy gets put out there and people like yourself will feel, wow, this guy really takes care of himself. Or, you know, I see him on his Instagram or when I talk to him, he's at the gym, but the next thing he tells me that he's at the library journaling and that gives off an energy. You can't see it, but you can definitely feel it. Right. So again, I think it's just most human beings, men and women need to pay attention to the soft and the hard skills of like self-reflection, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love how you just simplified that. I'm thinking in it, like my, my brain is spinning, my mind is spinning and like, it is so, so important. And I love that now we have this terminology to it to add to the low and so show those hard uh, yeah, skills, those soft skills. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah. Part, of, part we... of that actually comes from, from like my years in, cause I've been doing martial arts since I was six. Right. And it's, mm -hmm. it's funny how nowadays, yes, things are getting a little bit better in terms of like, Oh, here's how a man should be. And here's how a woman should be. And you know, Oh, a man shouldn't show the soft side, but for hundreds of thousands of years, you know, martial artists always taught that, you know, the most powerful man or the most powerful woman are the ones who look inward and who have these abilities to do really strong external stuff, but they stay soft. They look inward, they do reflection, they meditate. So that's been around for thousands of years. And I don't know why on this side of the world, it still seems so foreign, you know, but yeah, feel free, steal the terminology, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe one day Lo and I will, will publish a little like, um, like a dictionary of the low and social there'll be bridge of incidents there'll be hard skills soft skills <laughs> the quantum man nice. definition <laughs> nice. just like yeah. a little tiny fine print of like my name at the very bottom yeah. corner oh, that's fine i'm good with that that's okay yeah <laughs> of course it'll be like quantum man definition eric and then tv <laughs> tva tv announced for me <laughs> well to be decided determined <laughs> But yeah, um, anyway. I, have, I have no doubt that, uh, you know, in terms of the quantum man with with what you do and how you do it and, you know, what Lo has told me about you just in the year that I've met her, there is, I feel like every time her and I talk about you, yeah. which is obviously every day we talk about <laughs> you all the time, <laughs> um, I feel like there's nothing, like on the horizon, there is nothing but good things coming for you because it just... With the way you put yourself out there, I don't I don't think that there's anything but good coming for you in the next little while. Now, of course, oh. there's always little speed bumps, but something just like I said to Lauren the other day, something really big I feel like is coming for all of us in our little bubble and circle, and it's it's coming soon. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for for saying that, Eric. And um, I'm excited. I I I plant these little quantum seeds all the time, and I was like, next summer, Lo, we're gonna be in Spain. You and Eric are gonna be there. Me and my quantum man are gonna be together, and we'll just be like sitting on a balcony, enjoying dinner, watching the sunset over the ocean. And I'm like, that these are my quantum seeds that I, I just plant. So, so thank you. I'm That's sure it. that we'll all get along great. <laughs> and absolutely. Well, see, I just planted one now with you just by saying that. So we're we're on the right track. Yeah. 
Totally. And, um, yeah, I also, I also have this feeling intuitively and just in my entire being like big things are quantum leaps are upon us. Quantum leaps are in their unfolding right now. And yeah, thanks for sharing that too, because I, I feel that energy. I feel like something big is happening and I do feel good, exciting things for, yeah, our little bubble, our little quantum Absolutely. bubble. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, Eric, what what if anything else is on your heart to share with us today? Well, honestly, the, the one thing that I have had on my mind is is actually a question for you. Oh. Because <laughs> yeah, what obviously following you on Instagram, I see all of the places that you go and all the things that you put yourself into, you know, the experiences, you know, the the people that you spend time with. Um, the meditative practices and you know everything even just your stories about encountering little animals and lizards and stuff I love it all but yeah <laughs> my question is, for you is um, you know when you are in your journey to grow and to learn and experience and you know really find the things that you're looking for what is it like when you when you you know you spend three weeks in one place and then you go somewhere else where maybe the culture is completely different and you have to learn something all over again or something new what does that do like to you for your mentality or even for like your spirit for like all the things that you could put in your bucket to make you better and happier and wiser and all those things what's that like jumping from one place to the next and like how do you take pieces from each one and sort of add it to your to your mental repertoire yeah oh thanks so much for for asking this question eric um because it has been something i've been thinking about a lot more lately because this this entire year I've been fully nomadic. I mean, I've always been quite nomadic in nature and traveling whenever I could or living in different places. But there's been a lot of uh, frequent travel, like being in different different places, you know, week to week or like every three weeks or so. And what I really have been tuning into within myself is quite interesting because I feel like contrary to, let's say, the movement that is in my external reality is I'm more grounded in myself than I've ever been. And that creates the space for me to be able to open up and welcome in all of the teachings the learnings the divine synchronicities um, a deeper relationship with god source universe because i've i've got me and i'm carrying me through this fast moving reality i guess and a lot of that comes with the the more I'm very much into my morning routine and my morning practices and it's extensive i love to spend like hours you know i'll um move my body, like do yoga or do Pilates or, or go for a walk, get my 10,000 steps in journal. Like I've got, I love my morning routine. Miracle morning. Yeah. It's basically, yeah. Miracle miracle. Morning. It, it literally says that on my calendar block. I have that one hour and it says miracle morning. And that's like you either read yes. or you journal or whatever. So I knew, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's so, it's so important. So yeah, the reason why I bring that up is that it, it truly, um, it is such an anchor. I love we've spoken to some of these practices, but what I feel like is that my ability to actually be open to having these array of experiences and integrating them into my being, into my mind, taking in all the learning, that wouldn't be available to me if I didn't have the capacity to be present with what is, right? Because a right. lot of people might go on holiday, they might work super hard and have like one week vacation where they go off to Mexico and maybe they're just like drinking margaritas and stuff like that. But I feel like there's, there's an array of um, experience and knowledge and wisdom that's unfolding in reality for each and every single one of us in every moment. And especially when you find yourself in a new environment, you're more receptive to the divine in that way. But I, I wouldn't have the capacity to receive everything that I've received from these travels if it didn't come back to the grounding miracle morning routine. Um, and the way that I sort of intake all of my learnings and experiences is in journaling, like reflecting, wow, I'm so grateful that I met that person when I was out for dinner um, by myself the other night, or I had this conversation with a local. And even though we were stumbling around the language barriers, we were still communicating because we're all human at the core of it. We're all love. We all have this desire to connect and learn from each other. So um, yeah, I, I feel like it very much comes back to those um, practices, but just creating the space within yourself to welcome in the universe's teachings. So let me ask you this. If you're comfortable answering, you don't have to yeah, answer. But yeah, of course. With, with everything you just said and, you know, doing the, that work and things like journaling and all the places that you go and the things that you experience, everything we just talked about, 
what would you, what would you consider yourself? Like, would you say that you are more on the spiritual side? Are you more on the religious side? Are you more on like the, you know, universal quantum side, or do you just see it as all one bundle? Like what kind of things have like stuck with you? Or if somebody asked you on like a philosophical sense, what do you, what do you lean towards? What would you say? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question, Eric. I mean, we could, we could go so many different directions in this, but I feel like that's spiritual. like a three hour podcast. Yeah. yeah no, sorry. That's like three hour, <laughs> that's a future, that's a future episode. <laughs> yeah. Eric yeah. and Zoe show round two, <laughs> but right. I feel, yeah, I feel for me like very much spiritual in nature. I feel like I've just always, always leaned more into that. And I feel in the last, I would say in the last year of my life, I started to develop a much more what I'll call personal relationship with God. And I know God's kind of a word that some people use, some people that God source universe. I used to, to not use that word so much, but I feel like as I've deepened my relationship with myself, it's like, I feel like I have a, I have the ability to be within my own heart. And for me, the practice of prayer is intention setting and communicating directly from the heart space with God. And to me, so then I start to use like God more, more frequently. I didn't go to church when I was younger. I didn't, I wasn't grown up like in a religious household, but it's like quite interesting how I've sort of met God in my own heart or, and I've met God through my travels and through the the people I see God in everything. I see God as just always around us, um, omnipresent in nature and I got I got there through I feel like I got there through working in my in my own body in my own heart and I got there through nature as well like all these different pathways were just leading me right back to God but what I'll say about that is like for me it's there's religious teachings that I um you know like Christ consciousness and things that I and, and of course in miracles let's say um and the teachings on forgiveness that I'm like very much resonating with and I'm drawn to, but I'm open to all the teachings, all the wisdom, because I also love reading books about, um, you know, yogic traditions and like autobiography of a yogi. There are certain books that have like great depth. There are certain teachings. And then, and I don't want to put myself into one box with it, but that's why I would say spiritual in nature is I follow where I feel led as the universe and reality is unfolding itself in front of me but in that I always know and I know now that I have like a deep um relationship or what I'll call this like personal relationship with God it just feels much more much more moment to moment and special and supportive in nature and that's been the result of the journey inwards into my own heart into my own being Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. No, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that too. I, you know, I, I feel like what you just said there is, is a perfect example or explanation of what I was going to say next when you mentioned, you know, just the use of the word God, it should not be as Mm -hmm. taboo or as, as, you know, tense as everybody might makes it out to be. I think it's just the, what people infer, what they interpret or think about right away when someone says the word God, but you know, I've always felt that at the end of the day, pretty much what you described is that God is just a term, right? It, it's a term used. Every Everybody's definition or connection to quote unquote God, everyone's is different. Every human being's connection to that is different. So it looks different for every other, for every person, right? So it really shouldn't be as taboo as people make it out to be because it's basically, it's like another way of saying your own journey and what you've connected to. Right. Um, and uh, so I've never really understood people's defensiveness about that. Um, and I just love hearing you talk about it like that, because that's, you know, that's 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 how I would want everybody to sort of speak about it, if you will. Um, and you mentioned another really big word there, too, which was forgiveness. And just going back to everything about, you know, my relationship with Lauren and all that stuff, I think that um Forgiveness is like one of the, like, we're going to talk, we're going to say like golden ingredients mm-hmm. to any kind of self-care or healing or like moving forward. Because again, there's so much character building in that. And when I spent the better part of that year doing things, there were a lot of people that I had to forgive. 
there were a lot of just situations that didn't really have anything to do with anybody that I had to quote unquote forgive. But there's also a lot of forgiveness that you have to do for yourself. So a lot of things, actions that you take, things you said, choices you made, a lot of the times we're mad at other people mm-hmm. as a result of those actions or those words, but it's really yourself. Like you're the one you're like, I need to forgive myself for doing this, or I need to tell myself that it's okay that I made this choice or whatever. So that is like a huge, huge ingredient to getting to the point to what you described in terms of like that self-realization and self-care. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Eric. It's a truly forgiveness is such a space maker, right? It creates space. Yeah. For you to love yourself and then for you to have the capacity to love everyone else in your, in your world. And it's so, so important. Yeah. And it's not easy to do at times. Like, I mean, Lo and I have had some episodes where we've, we've mentioned forgiveness and I think the simplest way or the way that the way that I found a gateway to forgiving people that I found, um, or forgiving myself, I found resistance around is forgiveness is release of any expectations that you've ever placed upon yourself or another. And it's recognizing like, what are even subconscious expectations that I put on myself that I would be at a different place in my life than I am now, or I expected this person to show up differently and they did. And it's like taking responsibility to relieve that pressure that you're putting on yourself energetically, release that suffering that the mind is perpetuating through this and forgiveness it's just like it's it's such a um it's such a heart-based frequency I feel because every time that I feel that I unlock another level of forgiveness I just feel like I have the capacity to love even more of this world around me and love what I do makes you lighter right makes you feel lighter so lighter yeah would you say yeah would you say like as as the masculine, like, where do you feel like forgiveness in your being? Is it also heart-based or is it like just an energetic field? How do you feel forgiveness affect you? Uh, to be honest, I feel, I, to me, I feel like I always feel it physically first mm-hmm. because, you know, it's, it's very easy for emotions to translate into your physical body. Even just somebody, you can see somebody walking around on the street and their shoulders are up really high, their head is down. And you might not, they might not even realize that they're walking like that, but they might be thinking about something that is so mentally draining that they don't realize that they're, you know, doing any of this. Right. Um, and I always feel, I always feel it physically whenever I go through something like forgiveness or letting go. Um, but specifically when it comes to physically, I mean, sleep wise, when I let things go, when I experience a breakthrough in forgiveness, I always sleep much better, which then translates to less physical tension and stress. Right. So yeah, that's where I would feel at first, but then the, the secondary effect of that is, is mentally, I, I obviously feel it because there's less overthinking, right? When you're mm-hmm. contemplating how you're going to get over something or how you're going to forgive someone, it's usually just overthinking. That's all it is. And you just keep going through, you know, catastrophizing circles and circles of how do I do this? How do I get over this? How am I going to forgive this person? And that's exhausting. When you get past that, the mental fog clears a little bit. So it's it's sort of secular. It's like, you know, the mental fog clears and then you sleep better, but you sleep better because the mental fog is cleared. So it's, yeah, that's that's how it affects me personally. Mm-hmm. Whenever I get over that hump, I always find that I'm able to relax and sleep better, which then translates to everything else. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Eric. I, I love that. I, I just love hearing about how in tune you are with your own body. And I think that that's such a powerful, um, yeah, just like a powerful thing to share is that it's important to be embodied in what you learn and what you experience and what you are, you know, as you practice forgiveness, like really recognizing how that affects your entire body and being like open, ready and willing to always provide yourself with that, with that relief, with that love, with that spaciousness and um, listening to the body in that way too. Like you mentioned, people walking down the street and being super tense, the body keeps the score. The body holds everything. And it's our responsibility to recognize the tension, recognize the pain, recognize the suffering that's actually perpetuating more of that, even sponsoring thoughts in our own body and making the moves to like to release that for ourselves. I'm sure you've got like 
an array of experience and, and story times with what you do as a personal trainer, just recognizing and being able to see how the body keeps the score in those ways. For sure. And can I please steal that term? Because like, yeah, that's, that's per the body keeps the score. I want to say that to everybody now. So I'm, I'm going to give you credit once I write a little, oh, little it, book of myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a book. It's actually a book title, Eric. I'll say that the, the, there is a book, the body keeps the score, but it's so true. Right. Oh, like, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to read the book if it interests you. But I mean, I say it all the time too. Like, <laughs> like I basically coined this, but it's, but it's true. Like, yeah. The body remembers everything. It knows everything. It's the keeper of the sacred wisdom. It's like all answers lie within. But in that mm -hmm. too, you've got to release the trauma, like whatever that right. is, like physical, mental, emotional, the things that are stored there. I but mean, yeah, we can see use it. <laughs> we can see that in something as simple as, you know, 10, 11, 12 years have gone by. And then you walk into like a Walmart and some song plays on the radio that ha that it was a song you loved during a terrible time in your life and you feel it instantly it, it's like it takes you right back to 12 years ago and it's like oh my goodness like that almost like it almost hurt to listen to that song that's like a perfect example of being like the body keeps the score right your body physically reacted to this thing that you heard like that's a that's it's a really it's a really good way of putting it because something as simple as that is like a testament to that Right. Yes. And like just that moment, like we have so much with moments like that where we notice ourselves being triggered into like even subtle tensions. Right. Or just recognizing who that yep. song affects me or like, oh, I don't want to listen to that song because it reminds me of this moment in time. <laughs> we have these gateways in every day to go find forgiveness and free ourselves. Like through right. just recognizing how the body is reacting to these things that are revealing themselves to us. For sure. For sure. And not that I like, this is kind of a segue, but I don't really want to like just switch topics really quickly, but yeah, through all of this chat, we've actually, we've actually said the three words or the three things that I sort of plugged into my own equation on why I think that Lauren and I work so well together, which what? was, which was kind of yeah. the, the topic of what we were talking about anyway. And, you know, for all the ladies and gentlemen listening, I'm sure that they, you know, would be interested in this, but um, I think the three things that make well, I know the one thing that make, makes Lauren and I work so well together is that we meet each other halfway. And when I was a guest on her little module that she did for one of her courses um, and classes a little while ago, that was the one thing that I kept telling her that drew me to her is that she would meet me halfway. And that has to do with every, every aspect of relationship, whether you're communicating, the effort you put into, into the relationship, how you act in the relationship, the language you use, all of that stuff, you can meet each other halfway, right? Um, like 50-50, essentially. Now, it's not always going to be like that, obviously. Sometimes relationships are this or this, and they always they always level out eventually. But someone who actively tries to meet you halfway, that's the number one reason why I think we work so well together. Um, but the three things that I had sort of plugged into my equation as I was getting to know her, and that now that I'm with her, it's only bolstered it more, would be, you know, the first one is uh, forgiveness, mm -hmm. right? Because there was forgiveness before I met her with everybody else that was in my life. There was self-forgiveness. And now if something were to happen between us, you know, whether it's something that she does or I do, there still has to be forgiveness. There's going to have to be that if you want to continue to have this amazing thriving relationship. So forgiveness is, is the one thing. The second thing is expectation, right? Mm -hmm. And so many people put expectation as their highest thing when they first get into dating and it just crushes it crushes you know a potential amazing situation that you could have because you create these thoughts in your head you create these images you create these stories these fairy tales and when the real life comes and it's nothing like that you're let down right and it's like it's such a powerful thing to almost live in the state of like a tibetan monk would which is you're not attached to the good or the bad and there's no expectation. It's just, it's straight and narrow. And as it happens is how you take it as it comes to you. That's how you take it. So even now, even though I know Lauren so well, and she knows me so well, if I ask her a question on text or in person, I still don't sit down and say to myself, this is what I expect her to say, mm -hmm. because she could say something completely left field or right field. And it could be the most amazing thing she's ever said. And then I fall in love all over again. You know what I mean? So 
it is, or she could say something and I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> you know, so again, but there's no expectation that way. I'm not building up any sort of preconceived ideas about anything. Right. Um, and then the third thing, so we got forgiveness. Cause I, I talk way too much. I'm sorry. I'm like Lauren, I talk a lot. So <laughs> we're here for it. We're all here for it. That's what we do. <laughs> Lauren and I talk a lot to each other and to everybody else. We just keep talking. So yeah. <laughs> um, forgiveness, expectation, and then willingness, right? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of willingness in many different uh, um, aspects of life that I had to be able to do. I had to be willing to meet someone new. I had to be willing to take responsibility for myself, which is something that 90% of human beings still don't do. You've got to take responsibility for yourself. But you have to be willing to you got to be willing to meet someone halfway i had to be willing to to receive lauren's very personal questions 15 minutes into our phone conversation so and even now now that we're together i have to be willing to grow with this person i have to be willing to accept change from this person or you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's the reason why i think i was why the universe or god or however you want to say it sort of sent Lauren to me is I was really focused on getting outside of my own head and focused on those three things, forgiveness, expectation, and willingness. And now that I have quote unquote, you know, received what I was meant to receive, I have to still keep those three things. That triangle still has to be there. That Trinity of, of thoughts, if you will, it has to still be there. Um, otherwise I would just regress. Right. And I feel like if Lauren, when she goes back and listens to this, because obviously she's going to. So yeah. when you get to this part, Lauren, you're probably going to laugh because I'm shouting you out right now. But um, I think she would say the same thing. Those three components are just, they're massive life changers. That was a really long answer. I'm sorry. No, it was so <laughs> perfect. No apologies ever on the Low and Zo show, Eric. This is a rule. <laughs> and thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. And it's just so... It's so special. I feel so grateful to have the opportunity to, to speak with you, to receive that, to receive your, your wisdom. And yeah, just again, it's like so, so special to literally be sitting here with Lowe's Quantum Man. And it's really important to me, of really? course, like Lowe's my best friend, business partner. Like, I mean, like <laughs> I, I love her to the ends of the earth. So it's just like so special to meet you and actually just like see your heart yeah. in these ways and know that you are you are the quantum man. You are such a beautiful fit for low. Thank and you. I'm just so, so grateful that, yeah, that I got to meet you today and share this with our community. And um, I want to be respectful of your time, Eric. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be other round two. So if you guys have questions for, for Eric on the next episode, let us know. <laughs> but well, once um, we I... actually meet each other in Spain, then we'll yes. just be doing like a, like a vlog thing. And then everyone can see everything then. So that's perfect. That's perfect. Vlogs and podcasts coming from Spain next summer. It's going to be so beautiful. But I did so also good. want to say just for you that everything that you just said, all that, all that good energy, um, that is totally reflected right back to you because I know you're probably aware, but I don't know how much you really are aware, how much Lauren loves you. Like we're oh. talking, she is just like her, her reaction on her face when she opened up her birthday present. And she saw your, you know, your photo that I had printed off with the words and stuff. And you were the first person, like within four minutes of me asking, you had that right away, which meant so much to me too, because yeah. I knew it was going to make me happy. So just like her and I as a whole, like, we just like think the world of you. So Aww. just so you know. <laughs> well, thank you. I love you guys. I'm so grateful. I can't wait till we're, yeah, we're literally in Spain or wherever we meet in the world and we can just like be in person, like. Yeah, I can't believe like how long it's actually been since I've seen Lo. And like when I think about it, it makes me sad. I mean, we talk every day, but I'm like, oh, I just love her so, so much. Right. And I just like, yeah, again, I'm just so grateful to to learn about you today and just like really understand on a deeper and energetic level and like a heart based level that like, you know, you're you and Lo have a very beautiful connection and it's very it's safe. You know, like as the best friend, sometimes you're like, okay, yeah, I feel, I feel this, you know, we got, got our guards up. But with you, it was like, it was different. There was always this kind of energy of like, I trust this for low. And now it's like, of course, like my intuition was correct that this is That's a beautiful awesome. match. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a nice compliment. Thank you so much. Yeah. And well, big thank you to you, Eric. Thank you so much for 
for coming on the Low and Zo show. Again, such a Absolutely. gift for all of us. It was a pleasure. And I, I'm, I'm like super humbled and very, very, uh, very flattered that you wanted me to come on and chat and, and then put it out there to the public for everybody to hear. So thank you so much. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And thanks you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. See Bye. you later, everybody. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.